Welcome to the Food Freedom Life podcast, where we'll chat about everything food, body image, and emotional healing. If you want eating, movement, and health to be a part of your life without taking up your whole life, you're in the right place. I'm your host and registered dietitian, Brittany Allison, and I'm here to bring you the best tips, tools, strategies, hacks, and inspirational stories that will help you get out of the diet binge cycle so that you can heal, eat, and make room for the things that truly matter. Grab your coffee and let's chat. This is the Food Freedom Life podcast. Hello, what is going on? Welcome back to the podcast. I can't believe we're doing this thing and now we're on episode two. If you're still here after episode one, I see you, you're amazing. And if this is your first episode, you should definitely check out episode one because I kind of share my life story there. I'm very excited to dive in. In this episode, we're going to get into how to know what's going on in your relationship with food. Maybe you know something's off, you know something's not right, but you're not really sure. Maybe you're asking yourself questions like, am I a binge eater? Am I an emotional eater and overeat? Or am I just crazy? I remember being at that point of just sheer confusion. Like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm absolutely losing my shit. What is wrong with me? I want to help you get clear because the first step towards navigating this journey to food freedom and body confidence and feeling incredible in your own skin, it's to understand where you're at. We have to raise our level of awareness and get really clear on what's going on. So if you're feeling like you're stuck in a big cloud of confusion when it comes to your relationship with food, get ready to get very clear. Clarity brings a lot of peace. And even though it doesn't necessarily solve our problems, it shows us what we have going on, which allows us to then figure out how to begin navigating it. In this episode, that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to get very clear on what on earth is going on. And I want to start by talking about labels, labels like binge eater, emotional eater, overeater, and why I don't really like them. When we label ourselves, we end up manifesting more of that thing in our life. And that's not just kind of some spiritual woo-woo talk. That's actually based in behavior change theories. A lot of times we look at changing behavior and we look at it from the perspective of, okay, what's the goal? And then we say, all right, what do I need to do to achieve that goal? And that's kind of where we stay in that shallow. We never get a layer deeper. And a layer deeper than that is looking into our identity and into our belief systems. Our identity is hands down the most powerful driver in our behaviors and thus the outcomes that we achieve in life. And so when you attach yourself to a label and you believe I am a binge eater, I am an emotional eater, I am an overeater, guess what's going to happen? That belief is part of your identity and that becomes a driving force. That influence is a layer, which influences your behaviors, which influences the outside layer, which is your outcomes. So as we dive into this episode and we start getting very clear on what's going on in your relationship with food, I want you to do everything in your power to refrain from labeling yourself. I don't want you to carry that weight anymore. So let go of it, release it and say, Hey, yeah. Maybe I'm dealing with something in my relationship with food and my body that needs attention, but I am not this thing. You were born as a natural intuitive eater, someone who was able to effortlessly listen to their body, eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full. When you were a baby, you didn't have these struggles. You naturally lost interest in food when your body and your brain registered satisfied and you cried and whined when you were hungry. That's just how it went. And so that's how your biology is designed. But through years of behaviors like dieting and trying to force your body into a certain mold and all the societal pressures and a whole host of other things, you may have come in and contributed to why your relationship with food and your body has gone downhill. But that's not how you were born. It's not part of your identity. It's now something that you're potentially dealing with. 
So let's dive in and get very clear on what's going on. In order to really know whether or not you have issues with food that need your attention, I'm going to ask you some questions. And I want you to think about this and ask yourself, is this true for me? Is this resonating with me? Because if you can answer yes to any of the following questions, you're not going to claim, oh, I'm a binge eater or emotional eater, compulsive eater, overeater. You're just going to know that something in your relationship with food is maybe not ideal, is not balanced, and is not how you were designed to be. And that there's so much more freedom, peace, and ease to be had if you tackle this and put your energy into navigating this. The very first question I want you to consider is, do you ever feel guilt for eating? Do you ever feel anxious around food? Do you ever feel a sense of loss of control or impulsiveness around food? Like maybe you're being pushed or driven by some outside force to eat. Although you intellectually know you don't want to, or you're already full, or you know, you've already had enough, but you're feeling this way, almost like this external drive that feels like it's pushing you. Or maybe it doesn't feel like a push, perhaps more of a mental tug of war. Like, I'm fine, I don't need more of it. Oh, I want more. Do you ever judge yourself for what you eat? Feeling like you did good or you did bad, or this food is good and this food is bad, and just this sense of judgment? Or maybe you shouldn't have eaten that or you don't deserve to eat that any type of self-judgment around food. Do you use food to cope, to distract, to numb out? Maybe you feel anxious and you want to dampen some of those feelings. Do you use food as a coping mechanism, which by the way, is not always a bad thing. Do you fear eating certain foods? Are there certain foods that give you more anxiety or you're afraid you're going to spiral out of control with these foods? Do you label foods as good and bad? Do you ever feel like you're on a roller coaster ride when it comes to your eating? Like some days things are fine. It could even be weeks. It could be months that the days are fine. But then other days you find yourself elbow deep in a tub of ice cream or a bag of chips or, you know, with your head inside the pantry and you can't get out of that feeling of I can't stop myself. Right. Do you feel like there's maybe no way you could trust your body and your intuition to guide your eating? Like even just the idea sounds crazy. If I listened to my intuition, it would probably tell me to eat an entire sleeve of Oreos every day. And that's perfectly normal. Do you feel like sometimes you can't even distinguish your body's hunger and fullness and satisfaction cues? You don't really know if you're feeling hungry and you have a really hard time figuring out if you're full and maybe you have a hard time ever feeling satisfied too. So if you could answer yes to any of those questions, one, maybe two, or maybe all of those questions are hitting a nerve and resonating with you. If you answered yes to even one of them, here's the deal. Something is off and something is not right. Something's not how it should be. It's not how you were designed to function. And perhaps something in your relationship is out of balance. And that might be causing you to feel stress and anxiety and overwhelm when it comes to food in your body. Because if you could answer yes to any of that, your relationship with food and your body needs attention. If you want to reach this place of peace, this flow, where you are off the all or nothing roller coaster, you're no longer experiencing these high highs met with these low lows, but you're actually climbing to a place that's stable at the top where you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin and you have an easy and normal and effortless relationship with food, you have to start investing your intention and your focus on healing and what is going on in your relationship with food. And the reality is it's not going to go away unless you focus your intention on retraining those thought cycles, those habit patterns, and those things that have become habitual. Because once we have these habit pathways wired into our brains that send these impulses to binge or overeat, white knuckling isn't very effective. Like if you don't give it what it wants, that urge will not leave you alone. 
it's like this incessant pestering in your brain, like a mental tug of war with one side saying, no, this isn't going to make you feel any better. And then this other side that literally feels like a temper tantrum rebel that's whining to give you what it wants. And it wouldn't leave you alone until you do. And that's when you really start to feel like you're losing it. I remember when I was struggling, it was like I had the devil on one shoulder and my good intentions on the other, and I could not control it. I felt like I was losing it. But while you might hate the fact that you're binging or overeating, you also kind of like it. And if you've ever felt that way, I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to feel afraid of that. Because the reality is, if you didn't like binging, you wouldn't do it. And the reason that you like it is not because you intellectually like it. It's because of what happens on a brain-based level. What's happening when you binge is your brain's reward center lighting up. And the brain likes that because what we typically binge on are highly palatable foods, foods that are higher in carbs, fats, sugars, because those things light up the brain in a way that broccoli and kale just don't. And so for me, I would binge on healthier foods, but it was only to avoid binging on those higher calorie, more highly palatable foods. And honestly, at the end of the day, I would end up binging on that highly palatable food anyways. But the reality is deep down when you binge, you want to binge on those palatable foods, on the rich foods, the foods that just trigger and light up your brain's reward center. The brain is hardwired to move us toward pleasure and away from pain. And so if the direction your brain is moving in is toward something that's pleasurable, but also harmful, like binge eating, that's really when we start to have problems. And so it's very normal and natural to like binging if you're in it, but also at the same time to hate the fact that you're engaging in these behaviors. So I want you to understand what's going on on a brain-based level so you don't feel broken like I did. When that habit pathway becomes wired into your brain and it's sending you those impulses to eat because it remembered that one time you did it and it lit up your brain's reward center, it now sends you those impulses because it wants that feeling again. When that happens, that's happening in a different area of the brain, the one that's responsible for things like reason and rational thought and making decisions and acting in alignment with your goals, which is the prefrontal cortex. It's the place that's in charge. When you're feeling these impulsive behaviors, that's coming from a different area of the brain. And so that's why I can feel like when you're dealing with these struggles, these compulsive, impulsive behaviors with food, it's like this mental tug of war because one area of the brain is saying, no, don't do this. And the other is saying, yes, go for it. And so the beautiful thing is when you start to understand what's going on, you don't feel as powerless anymore. Understanding the science of what's happening can help you go from victim mentality and labeling yourself as a binge eater to wait a second here. This is what's going on in my brain and I need to learn some strategy and tactics and I need to figure out how to navigate this because I'm not broken. I'm not weak-willed. I've accomplished some awesome things in my life. I've tackled some incredible things. I've pushed through hard challenges in other ways. So that's the place that I really want to start in helping you understand what is potentially going on in your relationship with food to help you feel hopefully a lot less crazy, a lot less alone, a lot less broken, and a lot more empowered. What I want to do now is dive into the different eating styles so that you can understand your relationship with food on an even deeper level and have more clarity into what it is that you're potentially dealing with here. These eating styles were adapted from Evelyn Triboli's book, Intuitive Eating. So we're going to get into this and I want you to see what you can relate to. And again, don't label yourself these different eating styles. Just recognize, hey, this is the eating style I might be engaging in. These are the characteristics and the qualities of what my relationship with food is looking right now. This is not my identity. This is not who I am. 
this isn't a label that I need to attach to myself. This just helps give me clarity in what it is that I'm dealing with. The first eating style is the pro diet. And what this eating style looks like is a person who's constantly on a diet. They've tried numerous diets. They're always interested in the latest diet trend. And what propels this eating style into motion is being unhappy in your own body, potentially quote unquote, feeling fat and feeling like you need or want to change your body. That's the first style. The next eating style is the hyper aware eater. And what that looks like is somebody who's overly aware of everything that's eaten. They stress about every gram they consume. They're constantly worried about food and how it will affect their body and weight. Typically, other people view this person as a very balanced and dedicated eater because that's what it looks like on the outside. What propels this eating style into motion is usually a desire to be healthy and fit, but it turns into this mild to extreme obsession. The next eating style is a distracted eater. What this looks like is eating without being aware. Eating while you're multitasking, when you're unsure of how much you're eating, and oftentimes you don't really feel satisfied. You're constantly eating on the go. What perpetuates this eating style into motion is usually a desire to be productive. So there's often very little value seen in taking the time to be present or mindful while eating because eating is not a priority, even though it's something that you might enjoy. The next eating style is the chaotic eater. And this looks like eating entirely at random whenever and whatever is available every day looks different. Eating is frazzled. It's all over the place. And typically a busy and stressful and overscheduled life is what sets this eating style into motion. The next one is the refuse not eater. So what this looks like is a person who has a really hard time saying no anytime food is around, whether it's being offered or just sitting on the counter or a tabletop. It's the person who has a really tough time turning things down, even if they don't really want it. What sets this one into motion is not giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. So the mere presence of food feels tempting. Food is on this pedestal because you don't allow yourself to eat you have all these rules around food. So when it's in your presence, it's very tempting because what happens when we tell ourselves we can't have something, we want the damn thing 10 times more. So that's the refuse not eater. And the next one is the waste not eater. This is someone who has a really hard time leaving food on their plate, even when they're full. They may also feel tempted to eat leftovers from others around them. They may also feel tempted to eat leftovers from others around them. Dieting and not giving yourself unconditional permission to eat without judgment propels this kind of eating, which can be conditioned from childhood, right? You have to clean your plate before you can leave the dinner table. And then lastly, the emotionally driven eater is someone who eats to cope with or numb uncomfortable emotions such as stress. It can be loneliness or boredom. This type of eating is created when there's uncomfortable feelings you're dealing with and you don't know how to cope with or manage them in healthy or productive ways. And so we need something to cope with, right? If we don't know how to do it in a healthy way, it can turn into unhealthy behaviors. But then of course, we can't forget about intuitive eaters. Intuitive eating is the nutritional philosophy that rejects dieting, rejects food rules, rejects food restriction in favor of learning to listen to and honor your body's natural hunger and fullness cues. And put simply, it's about eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. So which eating styles do you resonate most with? Or are you perhaps a combination of multiple styles? You can also show different eating styles in different situations and different circumstances. But if you want to get back to this place of ease and effortlessness and balance in your relationship with food that you had when maybe you were a baby or a small child before things got weird, you need to get very clear on what it is you're dealing with. 
Because if you feel like you're kind of floating around in a cloud of confusion and just get frustrated and disheartened and uncertain, that's a very uncomfortable place to be because we don't make progress in that place. We just stay in this all or nothing roller coaster that never really gets us anywhere. And so if you're ready to get off that roller coaster, understand that part of step one is getting clear, very clear on what it is you're dealing with. Once you've developed clarity and know what it is you're dealing with, the next step in this process is to develop a plan for how you're going to evolve from where you are now to where you ultimately would like to be in your relationship with food and your body. So I hope this has been helpful. In our next episode, we're going to dive in and talk about all things fear of spiraling out of control, fear of weight gain, weight loss, binge eating, how all of that kind of works together and what actually happens in the process. As you begin healing your relationship with food, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. I know a huge fear for so many of you is the fear of spiraling out of control and gaining all this weight in the process. And that was my biggest fear that was keeping me from pursuing food freedom. So we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about what really happens when you pursue this journey. And I hold nothing back. I'm real. I'm raw. We're going to get into it and it's going to be a good one. Thank you for hanging out with me on another episode of the Food Freedom Life podcast. If you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world if you would subscribe to the show. If you left an awesome review, maybe shared it with a friend or on your social media. This is how we get our message out. So thank you for being a part of this mission. And if you're ready to evolve your relationship with food and, and your body, check me out at brittanyallisonrd.com. From there, you can see what I'm all about and you can book a free discovery call, which is where we'll help you discover what's actually keeping you stuck and help you develop a game plan for your journey to food freedom and body confidence. Again, that's brittanyallisonrd.com. See you next week. <laughs>